Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Simon Harris. If you don't know, it's an uh, absolute pleasure to welcome you to uh, Burlington to share in our Easter Sunday uh, celebration. The children will come back in uh, in a few moments' time that we might share a family communion, a celebration, a celebratory meal, not simply looking back, but looking forward to all that is uh, to come. On Friday, the 21st of October, 1966, in a small mining village just 25 miles from where I grew up, in the South Wales Valleys, there was the usual excitement amongst children and staff on what was the last day of term. At midday, the half-term holidays would begin. The normal routine for Pantglass Junior School would be to sing the hymn at the beginning of the day, All Things Bright and Beautiful. That hymn was written just a few miles away in a nearby valley. But not that day. Instead, they would sing it before they went home at lunchtime, when the head teacher would wish them all an enjoyable holiday. They never sang that hymn. Barely in their classrooms a few minutes, when one of seven slag heaps that were piled up across the South Wales valleys erupted like a volcano and began to charge down the mountainside in excess of 50 miles an hour, covering the school like a tsunami and neighbouring streets and farmhouses In its wake, 116 children, five teachers, and 23 villagers were killed. It took 15 days for the bodies that slowly filled Bethania Chapel to be identified. It was a tragedy that will always be synonymous with the village name, Abavan. It was an unbelievable tragedy and the first of its kind to be broadcast into homes around the world. How would they, how would we make sense of it? Is there any hope in moments like these? And if there is hope, where on earth, or in heaven indeed, can it be found? At the beginning of the year, I had the privilege of speaking at my uncle's funeral, Godfrey Harris. As a young press photographer, he was dispatched to Abavan to help the world share in the sense of grief and outrage over what had happened, to give expression to how the nation, indeed how the whole world, was feeling. He took this picture that has become iconic of the Abavan disaster. Finding the clock in the rubble of the streets, he wiped the glass clear to reveal the time. The clock had stopped at 9.13, the moment the tragedy struck. The clock, in so many ways, tells the story of this tragedy. You can see the alarm is set for 7 a.m. It was just another day, the final day before the holidays. Besides whose bed this clock had sat, we will never know. But no doubt with characteristic normality the alarm had sounded to mark the beginning of the old familiar routine. Breakfast, 
school uniform, packed bags, morning goodbyes, and the wet, windy streets to school. Just another day. But then at 9.13, that same clock stopped. Not just the clock, everything stopped, the world stopped, and everything waked dark as tragedy struck. And that's what tragedy does, suddenly without warning, without asking any questions, without asking permission. Suddenly in your life and mine, the clock stops and time stands still. For we too, in different ways, know the reality of which this clock speaks. We've all had days when the clock of our lives has suddenly stopped. When the world might carry on, but our world has come to a grinding halt. When tragedy has hurled down the mountainside of our own lives. How do we make sense when that happens? How do we move on? Is it possible to ever make sense and move on? Easter is a journey. A journey from utter despair. From the utter despair of tragedy. An innocent, a good man, a God-man, dying senselessly, tragically, like a common criminal. It's the journey from the utter despair of tragedy to the hope, the unending hope of eternity. The hope that there is no tragedy on earth out of which we cannot rise. Where is that hope found? And can I get it? Whatever the tragedy, hope is found in Jesus. Christ in you, in me, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope, the promise, the certainty, the anchor, the foundation, the longing, the dream, the one day will be Christ in us, the hope of glory. How does this work? What does it mean? One, we find hope in his presence. He's in it with us. The response of the coal board that were responsible for the Abavan disaster made their sense of disaster so much worse. The authorities seemed indifferent to their sense of responsibility. They seemed untouched by the grief of the villagers. There was discussion about how much compensation parents should be given for the loss of their children and assessments being made as to how close each parent was to their child, as if somehow the loss could be measured, could be contained, could be understood. They were aloof, privileged, uncaring, untouched, unmoved it seemed, unaware. And that's how so many people think of God Even in these moments of our greatest pain, we wonder where God is. Is he unmoved? Does he care? Does he share some sense of responsibility? When I'm in pain, when tragedy has come to my door, to my house, to my school, to my neighborhood, where is he? Easter tells a remarkable story. God in the tragedy with us. God himself 
on a cross. God facing, experiencing, living our reality. Anguish, loneliness, grief, injustice, fear, betrayal, fury, resentment, bitterness. The very crushing of our spirits crushed him too. He took up our pain and he bore our suffering. It says later on in those verses from Isaiah, he was pierced and crushed and wounded. He has experienced all our trauma and faced all our tragedy. That's where Easter begins. On a lonely hill with a cross silhouetted against a blackened, darkened sky. If you've ever wondered, does God care? Look into his eyes, if you dare. Look into the face of Jesus and see the pain, see that sense of tragedy, see everything that's crushing him. And in his face, see our pain, our wounds, your sense of being crushed. Your trauma, your tragedy, and mine too. To know that God himself understands when we really, really hurt is no small thing. Hearing someone say they understand what you're going through when you know they don't is probably one of the most loneliest experiences on earth. But to hear God say he really understands and to discover that he means it, that he feels it, that he gets it, that he carries it, is the first powerful flicker of hope in whatever darkness each one of us faces. For all time, people have expressed the tremendous hope to be found in simply discovering that God is not aloof, He's not above or outside the tragedy, but he's in it with us. He's faced it as one of us. He understands it from our perspective. He knows how it feels. Where do you really hurt today? Where do you really hurt today? God feels God feels. God hurts that hurt. God knows. He hurts too. And for some of us today, that's the word for us right now. In the loneliness of what you feel, God hurts too. Even though I walk through the darkest of valleys, the deepest of pains, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the pain has gone? No. Because the darkness has changed? No. I I will fear no evil because you are with me in the darkness. You are with me in my grief. You are with me in my loneliness, my anguish, my bitterness. You are with me in all that hurts on the inside. We find hope. In his presence. He's in it with us.
Secondly, we find hope in his promise. He will take us through it. The psalm is a picture of how a shepherd leads sheep through a dark valley for one reason only. The only reason the shepherd would ever dare to take sheep through a dark valley is in order to get those same sheep to a green pasture, to a brighter day, to a greater future. And that's the promise of Easter. That was the promise of the shepherd, that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. And I know, and I know that this journey is a promise. I know this journey is a certainty. I know this journey is a hope. He is leading me by still waters, to greener pastures, to the place where my soul will be restored. That's the promise of Easter. Nothing more hopeless, more awful, more despairing than the one who'd come to save us dying on a cross. But it was a gateway, was it not? A doorway, a pathway to greener pastures. It was the opening to a bright and new future. That's the promise we find hope in. That now is not where it remains. Jesus knew it. He knew that's the way the kingdom works. He says there's a tragedy coming. He says in a few, uh, in a short while, I I will be arrested. I'll be rejected. I will suffer at the hands of evil men who looked like they were good men and I will be killed. And he spoke plainly about this and simply said, after three days, I will rise again. Jesus knew this truth. Tragedy will always in the kingdom of God give way to triumph. Always. Always give way to triumph. What began with human beings being shut out of a garden ends with human beings being invited into a city. Tragedy always ends in triumph in the kingdom of God. And Jesus says, look, get the idea. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. I tell you these things so that you may have peace. You ready to receive peace this morning? That you might have peace. Take heart. I have overcome, excuse me, I have overcome the world. Back to that psalm. He says, whatever's going on in your life, what you'll discover as you track the journey that you're on in God's kingdom, whatever the tragedies, whatever the traumas, whatever you face, whatever the pains, the doubts, the anxieties, the worries, you will discover that there's goodness and mercy chasing, racing after you every day of your life. And be at peace. I've overcome the world. And then you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And Jesus made his resurrection the guarantee Make sure you keep your receipt, they say. It's the guarantee. And you hang on to that little bit of paper as if it will open the doorway to a new future should your current reality go wrong. I have my receipt, you will say, when you take the broken whatever it is back. Jesus said, I'm going to give you this receipt. I'm going to give you this guarantee. And it's in my resurrection. That's my guarantee. If I go and prepare a place by dying on a cross, if I go and get a place ready, I will come back. And that's how you will know that I can take you to where I'm going because I'm going to come back. In other words, if I don't come back, forget it. Which is why Paul says, if the resurrection didn't happen, it's all a complete waste of time. We might go home now and not even sing the final songs. But if I go and prepare a place, I will come back. And if I come back, that's your assurance. That's your guarantee that I will take you to be with me where I am. And we find hope in his presence. We find hope in his promise. We find hope in his power. He will deliver. 
us. There was nothing in his death that he didn't face about the brokenness of this world. And there is nothing that the resurrection has not overcome. Whatever it is in your life today, still God. Whatever it is, death is the ultimate, the final frontier. Death is the ultimate reality over which we know we have no control. It stands for everything that we are powerless in the face of. So Jesus overcame death itself as a declaration of his power to overcome all things, to overcome everything, to overcome whatever it is that catches up on our lives. There's nothing his death hasn't reached and his resurrection hasn't overcome. You ought to tweet that because the world needs to know. A tweet might go like this. Happy Easter. There is nothing his death hasn't reached and his resurrection hasn't overcome. Every tragedy was carried to that cross. Every clock-stopping moment was laid on his shoulders and gloriously overcome by the resurrection. There's nothing that can't be restored, put right, or rescued. I can't promise, and neither does Jesus promise, that the circumstances of this life will all make sense and all come together. It might take more than this life for it all to be put back together. But the promise of Easter is this, that one day you will see, where all you could see was ruin, one day you will see resurrection. Where all you can sense right now maybe is tragedy, a day will come when you will see triumph. A day will come where beauty will cover every brokenness in your life and mine. If you go to Aberfan today, you'll discover a beautiful little tranquil village nestling amongst the rich green valleys. There is a sense in which even creation refuses to let tragedy have the final word. Hallelujah. And indeed, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth and this old, old way will be gone forever. Apart from the cemetery of long rows where the children were buried, There is still one telltale sign in Aberfan of the disaster now 50 years ago. Maybe you can see it in this picture. All the mountainsides in South Wales are lush and green. They jolly well should be, it rains so much. But the valley where the slag once fell refuses to go green. 50 years on, brown it remains. Even in this place of beauty, the scars of death remain. Which, of course, is our story too. Jesus himself, in all his beauty and all his glory, still carries the scars of death in his hands and in his side. A reminder for all eternity that he himself has gone under the rubble of our tragedies and taking us by the hand has gloriously risen and we will rise with him and one day he will take us 
home. So, my dear friends, thanks be to God who gives us, us, you and me, the person on your left and the person on your right, the people you long for at home, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let's be quiet for a moment.